Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. I am so excited about this episode <laughs> and guess what? Um, my guest, Sharon Van Meter, an acclaimed chef in Dallas, is here. And we just found out while we were talking um, off camera that we're neighbors. We are. So, how fabulous is that? We both work so much, we're never home. I'm never home. Never home. It's so, it's such a small world, but I'm so thrilled to have you. Um, you guys have probably all heard of um, Sharon's name, but Sharon, you told me that you were about to embark on 50 years. Oh, yeah. It seems like just yesterday. I know. Well, then, so in August, so not 50 years yet. Okay, just about. <laughs> we'll celebrate in August the 50. <laughs> well, see, I'll, I'll, I'll have this little pop-up um, at your house. You won't even know. I'll no, send you. We're going to be there. <laughs> at the end of August, I'll still be in Hawaii. So, uh, you know, what can I say? Oh, nice, nice. Well, let's talk. Let's start back. You know, so let's start from day one, 50 years back, when you were at culinary school, did you think you were going to be where you are right now? Oh, no. If we're going to go back 50 years, <laughs> this is not a quick quick interview. It's a mini-series. So there you go. Did I ever think? Well, first of all, people say, why did you go to culinary school? It's yeah. because I didn't know any better. Oh. You know, I decided to go to culinary school because... Um, I graduated from high school very early, yes. and my parents really didn't know what to do with me, and so I went to New York and spent the summer there working in the fashion industry. Oh, wow. I know, dressed like I am, you would <laughs> never think, but I knew right away I was not cut out for the fashion industry. So, but I worked for a French a fashion designer who encouraged me every step of the way because I would cook. I could not afford, uh, this is the seven, or mid-70s, yeah. when I say early, maybe early to mid-70s, uh, I couldn't afford to eat in New York. Yeah. So I would buy like a deli sandwich, cut it in seven pieces, but I'd make all the other food. And wow. so this Frenchman would say, uh, you need to, that's a God-given talent. You need to go to my country and learn how to cook. Uh -huh. Well, when you're 16, you believe that stuff. So, yeah. so I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't speak French though, so that was a problem. Well, it's, but you learned. I did. <laughs> I did learn. So, so you... There you get out of the culinary and... Well, right yeah. away I realized that it was not uh, not the kind of place I really wanted to be, but then, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, Kimberly, back in the 70s, yeah. we were all fighting for uh, women's rights. Right. And I get to a country and had to convince them that we were kidding in the United States <laughs> because they had no provisions whatsoever for oh. me. They had no restroom, no sleeping quarters. I was treated equally, oh, wow. and I, all along I just kept on like, we were kidding, we were kidding. So, yeah. so, you know, I mean, I survived, and then I realized right away that I needed to just buckle down and get through that as fast as I could. Yeah. So I did. I got through in 27 months, and then I went and stayed four more years and apprenticed over there. So oh, end okay. up teaching school over there, too, which was fun. Oh, very fun. Yeah. You just are Spent a lot of time in a France. woman of all hats. <laughs> Well, I taught culinary, so I'm not, it's not that. <laughs> so. And so then from there, we come back 
Uh, well, I came back, and you know, I was from St. Louis, Missouri, yeah. and um, I came back, and I had all this French culinary education, yeah. and the problem was we didn't have any French restaurants in St. Louis, Missouri. But I just so happened to apprentice uh, down in Lyon by, with uh, Chef Paul Bocuse. Oh. I know, I had a great apprenticeship. Yes. And when I was in Bocuse's restaurant in Lyon, uh, we had a chef from the United States in the Chicago area come mm -hmm. through. His name was Chef Jean Bonchet, and he owned a little restaurant called Le Francais that had just opened in Chicago, which became the premier French restaurant in the United States. Wow. And so I was there, and he said to me, oh, mademoiselle, you must, when you come back to our country, you must cook with me. Well, I came back to this country, <laughs> called him, and he didn't remember that. Oh, no. <laughs> See, nowadays, we record those things. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. I made sure he remembered. I ended up going up there, and I spent most of my culinary career in Chicago. Oh, wow. I know. It was fun working Very the French fun. ranks up there. Oh, yes. Oh, what a... That's remarkable. Love that. Well, then you came back here, came to Dallas. Came how'd to you, Dallas. How'd you get to Dallas? So well, after I went through the French ranks, yeah. I be, went with Ritz Carlton um, and worked in the Chicago uh, kitchens, okay. and then eventually became um, their corporate chef for Ritz Carlton. So I traveled the world with Ritz Carlton, okay. and my husband transferred down here. Okay. He's with Southern Glaciers, and he yep. came down to work at their home office when it was just Glaciers. Oh. And I thought I would, he travels, I travel, I thought I'd commute back and forth, but it, he was about four days in and just was the biggest baby. I mean, he kept on stopping his Volvo at the um, uh, the toll booth, because we do that in Chicago. Oh, yes. yeah. And he kept on getting... and for those that don't remember those, <laughs> they were here. They were toll booths back then. And he kept on stopping and getting hit. And then he jog he was jogging and he twisted his ankle. So after about four days, he said, come on down. So I came down for a visit and it was 4th of July weekend. And, and Neiman Marcus heard I was in town. And that's back when Neiman Marcus had Prestonwood. And that, there's nothing there now. Right. What is it? A whole new complex. Yes, yes. So yeah. they wanted to interview me. So I went over. I said, I don't have a car. And they sent a car over. And, uh, oh, great stories out of this. You know, my, my career with Neiman Marcus. So I became their corporate chef. Oh. But closing down Prestonwood and opening up Willow Bend. Yes. And then I became, eventually, my last uh, job with Neiman Marcus was I became uh, Mr. Stanley's chef for the last six months of his life. Oh, that's fun. I know. Sometimes you don't realize why you were put in situations. And yeah. when I met Stanley, I realized I was in Dallas to be his chef the last six months of his life. Oh, wow. One of the famous Dallas icons. I mean, we have... Oh, I loved him. Oh. I used to pretend he loved me, too. <laughs> I tell my husband all the time I was going to leave him for that 92-year-old man. <laughs> That's funny. I know. I that was 20 years ago. I can't believe oh, it. it's been 20 years. Oh, gosh. I know. I know. How time flies. I know. So uh, from there, you opened, is that then after? Um, you well, you know, open, in all of this, well, I know you, you know, I always other, have a you have real job. Other, yes, you also have some other hats. Like I said, she's <laughs> a woman of many hats. <laughs> well, you know, culinary has always been, you know, my passion. But um, I had the an opportunity to get my uh, bachelor's in um, hospitality management and broadcast journalism out in Colorado. 
uh, in between, you know, my uh, beginning of my career. And so at one point, all of these things merged into one big, exciting new project called Food Network. Yes. So I was one of the first uh, chef consultants for Food Network when we were first starting the network. Um, and that's been, that's been 30 some odd years ago. It's crazy to think and of that. Think of you know where it was day one to where they are now. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my gosh. The, the early days, Sarah Moulton was another chef consultant. She had a show on, on the uh, network and it was very much like PBS, very educational. Oh, okay. So nobody does education better than PBS. No, I agree. So when David Soskin became the president of Food Network, mm -hmm and he was the reason I was at Food Network, um, he turned it into entertainment. I say to David, that's the day that Chef started just really ripping me apart <laughs> when he went into entertainment, but it needed to be. Yeah. It needed to be more entertainment than education. And uh, so that network was born. And it, in the years that I'd been with them, you know, we went from Food Network and then Scripps bought us out. And then I went with Scripps. Mm -hmm. And then recently, Discovery bought scripts out yeah. about four years ago. So, and it, I just grew. I grew with it. I went from chef consultant to a producer to an executive producer, and then I became uh, president of one of the divisions. So, so, and, and I recently retired from uh, Discovery Networks. So in you, March. I mean. It, do you this not have is the on your plays. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was not allowed to do an interview like this until March of this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was under but some kind of weirdo weird. little contract. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You were a threat. <laughs> I was a threat. Oh my gosh, my little podcast. <laughs> All community. <laughs> I know. Oh, but but I'm privileged that I get to you now. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. No. So I'm usually just complaining behind the camera, not in front of it. So. Well, see, you get it. it's a totally different uh, player here. Yeah. Although I've had, I have judged chopped a few times. So. Well, you know that's you know we I we keep trying to get my son Benjamin to do it. I just won't. Just Why? Won't. I know. That was so know. much fun. I know. Well, maybe you can push him. You know, push him over that edge. Just uh, do it this Benjamin, summer. Benjamin, if you're watching, <laughs> you're for chopped. We have inside connections. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, you know, he's he is a character on that. But Is he? well, let's talk about this new restaurant that you guys have just opened. Can so you believe you, it? I know. So you had the one you closed it down during COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a big event big, center, center. Yeah. In uh, Dallas. You know, when I was with Neiman's, I just saw the need for the restaurant community to support nonprofits. And especially I really love to support the arts and children and you know anything really actually it became all all a, it, i mean that was just mostly giving. what yeah. we did just right. total giving yeah. and so we opened up in trinity groves a place called 3015 at trinity groves and we did just about every fundraiser there was that could fit we needed a space for that to happen we also did corporate team building there so in between my travelings you know that ran pretty well without right. me but i would jump in every now and then and when we closed that down at the well not the beginning of covid maybe in the middle of covid i just i just kind of felt like my world wasn't 10,000 square feet of anything anymore yeah. i mean i knew we were going to get busy in fact after the first little bump up in business during covid um it, it was nuts because i had furloughed everybody except for like four employees 
And all of a sudden we were doing parties of three and 400. And I'm like, I'm cooking these things. Yes. Well, grandma chef hasn't cooked <laughs> like that in a long time. I mean, you know, I'd be on my food all day and I'd feel like my grandmother afterwards, but I'm like, no, we can't just keep doing this. I yeah. don't think our world is that big anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is, but, but really I think COVID's changed so much in the way, well, definitely has changed the restaurant yeah. industry. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, and so we, when we shut that down, um, I just had great employees. Yeah. And I had, I had financed a restaurant a couple of years ago, four years ago, called Taco Evino in uh, uh, Oak Cliff. Yes, yeah. I remember the Crazy great. time that, that was. That was, those tacos were amazing. My, <laughs> my husband loves it when I finance these kids' restaurants. He goes, are we getting our money back? I said, chances are it's a write-off. But Taco Vino actually turned out really well, and Jimmy ended up buying it back after about a year. But um, I love the landlords there. Yeah. So... The landlords were cool and they came to me and they said, hey, we've got this little place. It's always been a restaurant and we think you should take it over. Now, mind you, I bought this house in Hawaii about four years ago <laughs> and I had this whole plan on retirement and the, and the network kept on re-signing me. And then I'm like, no, I'm trying to retire. I'm trying to retire. So um, I went and I looked at it and something felt right about it. And it's called Beckley 1115 because I'm pretty good with numbers. Okay. I mean, 3015 was my address. Okay. Maybe it's so I can find my restaurant, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was kind of curious. I'm glad you uh, mentioned that because I was kind of curious how the numbers came into play. I guess I'm a lot into, you know, being a, a pseudo New Yorker. You know, everything yeah. there is based on numbers. And so I said, well, let's call it Beckley 1115. And uh, so we opened it up and it's a cool little wine bar. Yeah. And we keep prices as low as we can, which has been a real juggle lately. Yeah. So when we did that, we ended up putting in a couple of up and coming chefs in there that have really gone crazy with the food. So, oh, cool. it, you know, we got nominated for best new restaurant. Yep. I lost to somebody, I don't know who they are, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't hold a grudge or anything. Oh, what's his name, one? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even go to the award ceremony because I, yeah, and they all thought I was bad sport. But in all reality, I had to go babysit my grandchildren oh, in that truck in St. Louis. That's what I yes. thought. Oh yes. By day two, I was ready to be at the awards. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what did I really sign up for? <laughs> I know. Like, oh wow, four-year-olds are not. Oh yeah, they in my you, life right now. Yeah, they keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Well, I know I'm dying to go to um, the new place because I've followed it on Facebook. I've looked at, I mean, everything looks amazing. I've been, you know, looking at everyone's comments. I mean, it just looks Yeah, fantastic. we rate really high. I'm always, and then sometimes at <laughs> lunch, I know, yeah, I'm really surprised, you know, because I never look at that stuff. All yeah. the years I've been in this business, you know, I, I think if I'd be an actress, I would never read reviews either, but I don't know, to me, I, I think a review is a personal opinion. And what I really do like though, is when people come in and they said, we read all the uh, customer reviews. Yeah. And now that gets me a little excited when everybody yeah. likes it. Uh, the other day, somebody was in for Mother's Day and they said, oh, we didn't like anything about this. We didn't like this. We didn't like that. We didn't like that. And I, so I called my assistant and I said, get that lady's number. And so <laughs> she got it and I called her. I said, this is Sharon. And she goes, oh, and I said, you know, I don't think, I really appreciate your comments. And I said, I just don't think we 
we really serviced you the way we're used to. I said, yeah. come in. So she's coming in. It's today, Wednesday. She's there yeah. tonight. Oh. I better, I better hurry back. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to come in tonight because I'm like, no, you can't just say you didn't like it. No, you need to we get We might have had a bad day. Yes. You, everyone has a bad day. Someone <laughs> might have been sick in the back. By the way, you lady, here are our only bad comments. So I got to convince you. <laughs> yes. Well, and you never know. I always say try a, a place at least twice because you just never know what was going on. Could have been an off day. You could have had, you know, but these days, I mean, everyone's so short staffed because yeah. of different things. Um, so you just never know what, or I mean, were you supposed to get, you know, supplies? You know, you didn't get, so you have to substitute things because. I know, you know, uh, Ron Ruggles, he's with Nation Restaurant News. And when he heard I was opening up this restaurant, he called me, he goes, I want to interview you. And I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? And he said, well, first of all, he goes, COVID. Yeah. I said, yeah. He goes, you're going to be 65. I said, yeah. He said, highest prices ever. I said, yes. Uh, supply chain issues. Yes. Labor issues. Yes. He goes, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> I said, you know, I don't know, but I, I'm in leadership with the Restaurant Association, not only in Texas, but the National Restaurant right. Association. And I have never experienced this in our industry. And I have to tell you, in all 50 years, yeah. this hack's been the hardest year I've ever had. Wow. It's just crazy. And so when you're going to a restaurant and just things are upside down backwards, yeah. just really, really be patient because they are upside down and backwards. Oh, wow. I mean, you forget. I mean, I think everyone kind of assumes that, I mean, if you can't find something at the store, do you think the uh, restaurants are going to be able to get the same things? I mean, you guys are probably well, they, not so frustrated. Last week, we were all doing like this bid on oysters. And, and it was like, who got the, the highest bid? And oh, I'm like, wow. really? I mean, wh what's going on with the oysters? But they weren't there. And, and a couple of weeks before that, it was wholesale chicken. Oh, yeah. So I have this little, prices. and price is nuts. Oh, my God. I have this chef that really likes to work with uh, sea scalps, oh. jumbo sea, sea scalps. And yeah. he said, and we try to keep our entrees under $30. He said, Chef, I really want to do my sea scalps. I said, what are they running? He said, $27.99 wholesale. I said, well, it's a loss leader. We'll do it because you want to do it. Right. And I want you excited about your food. And maybe I'll raise, raise the chicken dish for 50 cents yeah. to balance it. So he puts it on the menu. He Instagrams it all. Yeah. Great pictures of these scallops. And that was on Thursday. On Tuesday, we ordered them. They were $37.99. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, this is a big loss. <laughs> I said, well, that's a lot of big loss later now. So, I mean, that's what we're dealing with, yes, just watching um, everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you kind of wonder and sit back and wonder, is this ever going to, like, get better? I mean, what yeah. is it, you know, I mean, I feel like every day you wake up, something's risen, whether, you know, of course, gas is always up. Um, it seems like every time you pass a gas station, it's a, a, number, it's a set up. Um, but I mean, food prices, just everything. Everything's up. I know. It's it's a sad state of our country, really, and maybe the rest of the world. I, I yeah. mean, I'm going over to France in October um, to work over there a little bit and, and they're talking about how things are backwards over there huh. too. And I said, well, this should be interesting. It, yeah, I mean, it, it'll it be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, you know, next year, 
you know, we can sit right here again and see where we are. Hopefully we're in a better state because I don't well, know what we're going to do. I think we all have to get used to it. I don't think it's, um, it's going back. I think it's getting used to the new norm. Yeah. And um, it's kind of sad for some because I think that we're really dividing the classes at this point. I mean, I think we're almost, it's, it's becoming difficult to be a middle class. It is. And so it, it'll be interesting, but you know, we're not the only uh, industry that's affected. Right, you uh, know. everyone. I yeah. mean, every industry out there has some kind of effect on it. It's, it's just, it tumbles down. But so. be nice to your waiters because. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, they're they sure. Oh, gosh, I mean, well, like I said, everyone. Well, I am, can't wait to go out there. Um, I will be going very soon. Maybe I'll just carpool with you. <laughs> yeah, carpool with me. No, if you already be there, I'll take her back. If you do that, you have to be there 20 hours. <laughs> well, send Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to get Uber home. Yeah. So. Well, this has been such a pleasure. I have had so much fun talking with you and having you on, and we are going to have all the information, how you can make a reservation at the restaurant, um, all the website, Instagram, check out the pictures, go um, dine and be nice to everyone. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's my uh, philosophy through everybody in every part of the world is yes. be nice, just be try to be. Didn't Ellen do that? Like, be kind. That's be it. Be kind, yes. She was so right on with that. I agree. I mean, be kind and smile. Yeah. All right. Well, well let's cheers. Well, that's the, the cheers only reason to... I came. <laughs> cheers to 50 years. Oh, Yay. my God. Seems like five. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.